Drew now, one week residency in Vegas. We want to tell you Australian stories from this part of the world. We put the call out to you and opened with the quintessential Aussie in Vegas, Colin Funky Miller. Iconic and so beautifully thought of by cricket fans still. Your resources have been great on this front. Wazza, could it be any more Australian? Wazza sent me this email. G'day, Jared. Brad Sugars is an expat Aussie who has been in Vegas since 2005. He's the co-founder of Action Coach International, 1,200 franchises in 80 countries. He's a really good bloke and loves his sport, has a box on the halfway line at T-Mobile Arena. I play drums with Casey Barnes, and we met and hung out with him while performing at the World Bull Riding Champs a couple of years back and have kept in touch. I think you and Brad would get along famously, and he knows everything there is to know about life in Vegas. God bless Australia. Wazza. Wazza, you've hooked us up. This is like a bit of um, speed dating going on here. Brad Sugars, Brad, it's great to have you on SEN in Australia. G'day, mate. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Oh, look, uh, you know, we, it's unusual. We've got rain this week in Vegas. Did you bring that Melbourne weather with you? <laughs> I know. I pulled the shutters back this morning and thought, wow, that's, it's a more beautiful city when the sun's out. Which, which Las Vegas cap have you got on, Brad? Uh, this is the Aviators, the, uh, the AAA baseball team. So we're getting the Oakland A's moving here, and this is their uh, feeder team. So the, the ballpark here is... Uh, maybe five minutes from my house. So uh, we go and watch the games down there with the kids. I got seats uh, right between the dugouts and the, uh, and the batting and the, the, the mound. So yeah, a lot of fun. They have a pool and they have a pool in the outfield. So you go and swim and watch the baseball. <laughs> I wonder if they'll put that in the new ballpark that they built. Hey, so take me back, Brad, you, you moved to Vegas in 2005. What are the circumstances in which you set off on this great adventure? I moved first to California and uh, it was just the weather. I was in Northern California for the internet boom and uh, the weather and everything. I, I just, and I was coming to Vegas a lot and I found this is, people always ask why Vegas? I'm like, it's the only city in America fun enough for an Aussie to live in. <laughs> what were your first impressions? So I guess there's the, the difference between visiting here and living here. What, what did you mm. know about the idea of living here? You know, I was lucky enough that because of business, I'd traveled here a lot and, you know, personally would travel here a lot from Australia back in the day. But um, when you get off of the strip, it's just a very normal city with excellent uh, services, I guess, because, because it's a hospitality city. Even the local restaurants are phenomenal here sort of thing. So, you know, great. We, we got great schools. I mean, where I live, I'm on the west side of town in Summerlin, which was an area built by the Howard Hughes Corporation. Howard Hughes, when he went crazy, he bought 38,000 acres out here. And now they've spent 20 something years developing this area. And uh, uh, they, they own the actual the Aviators baseball team. It was named yeah. after Howard Hughes, uh, the Aviator. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a great city. Uh, an hour from here, I can have the boat in the water at the lake. An hour the other way, I can be on Mount Charleston uh, snow skiing, which they're getting a dump right now, great snow. So we'll have the kids up there skiing in the next week or two. So, yeah. That's the incredible contradiction here, Brad. We're, we're in the desert, but you can see the snow-covered peaks. Yeah. Yeah, the, the val Vegas is a valley. And so that's why this rain, there's going to be like, they're going to worry about flooding and stuff because it is a valley. All the water runs down into the center and then runs out to Lake Mead uh, via, via Lake Las Vegas where the teams are staying. 
So who lives here, Brad? Is there is there a strong expat community? Is it mostly workers around hospitality and the casino? What's what's community life made up of? Yeah, look, the, obviously the central hub of the economy is the casino life. Um, in Australia, the Australian families, back when I first moved here, I joined a group of about 600 Aussie families back then. Um, and, you know, entertainment as well. A lot of Aussies in the entertainment business uh, here. And uh, But when you're looking at this city, it's gone through, you know, a lot of different eras. And we're currently in that sports era for the city with F1, Baseball, basketball will be moving here in the next few years, basically. Hockey obviously led the way. I mean, we, we had hockey, ice hockey teams beforehand, but now with the Golden Knights uh, being sort of the golden child of the city's sports. And Vegas loves a winner. So, you know, that's, that's a big part of it. And uh, the city and the state are very willing to invest in, you know, the new stadiums, as in Raiders Stadium. They put up a bunch of the money and the city still owns half of that. So, so you yeah. know, it's a... It's a good money spinner for us. Lots of good concerts coming in through there too. What's kids sport like here? Kids sport is amazing, actually. Uh, and, and if you look at the growth sports, like ice hockey, obviously with the, the team moving here, that's become the biggest growth sport for kids. Lots of baseball, a um, t- ton of baseball in the city. So once the new stadium comes in, I think that uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes too to add to the fray. But the schooling system here with the sports is quite phenomenal. Like Bishop Gorman High School is the number one high school football team in the country and has been so for quite a few years now. Um, the Fatita brothers who own the Stations Casino and sold the UFC uh, Ultimate Fighting, uh, they, their kids went to that school, so they put in a lot of money to build amazing stadiums, the Frank Fatita Senior Stadium, and uh, the, the, they even uh, donated a lot of money to UNLV to build the sporting uh, training facilities there. And that's where I think San Francisco's uh, down there. I remember when the Australian, uh, we had the Olympic uh, pre-trials here and I had to host the Aussie uh, men's and women's basketball teams because it was middle of COVID. And of course they couldn't go anywhere. And and, uh, they were supposed to train at UNLV, but the US team said, nope, no one else is allowed in. It's COVID time. So (laughs) I, I got them training at my kid's high school and they walked into the kid's high school and they went, this is not a high school gym. Like every kid had a box rack, you know, it's like millions of dollars worth of stuff. And then at my country club, they're all in the swimming pool. And then the only place they could go out was my house. So, you know, we had barbecues and put them all in the pool. But uh, we, we had to, my wife and I had to keep getting tested to be in the bubble uh, and be allowed to go to the game. So a lot of fun. What a great story. Um, do you miss Australia, Brad? Or have you been away long enough that, that uh, it's, it's home elsewhere? Oh, look, you know, this is definitely home. I married a Boston girl, so America's definitely home. Um, but we get back, I mean, pre-COVID, we were back every year at least. We literally only two weeks ago sold our home on Hamilton Island uh, as as final admittance that like, okay, we just don't get back there enough. We got five kids, so traveling anywhere is a, is a heck of a job. And uh, yeah, but I, I miss it because my family and friends are there. I think that's the big thing. But just had a mate come and stay for a couple of weeks, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas time. So, yeah, we get, we get a lot of visitors here. That's one big advantage of living in this city. There's always someone visiting, whether they're on a bachelor party or whether they're coming for sport <laughs> or whether it's a conference. There's always a, a mate or two coming to visit. Uh, tell us about Action Coach International, the, the genesis and the, and the growth of it. 
Yeah, mate, I started that. Uh, it's now a 30, almost 31-year-old company. I started in Brisbane, Australia, and uh, uh, interestingly enough, Quest Community Newspapers and then uh, uh, Leader Papers down in Melbourne, they put me on stages all across uh, Australia and New Zealand. And nowadays, here we are, we teach business people how to run their business. We teach executive salespeople. Uh, we coach and educate business people all across the world. We're lucky enough to do it in uh, 83 countries, even three communist countries where we teach entrepreneurship. <laughs> so lots, lots of fun. Keeps me busy writing books, teaching seminars. So I just got back from uh, Saudi Arabia, Guyana and Curacao where I was out teaching. Wow. Yeah. Why was, why was the US the right place for you to base yourself? Um, probably three reasons. One is time zone because uh, the Aussie time zone is really tough to work with the rest of the world. Uh, travel as well. Like I, from Vegas, I've, I've got two direct flights to London every day. So, you know, I can be on that side of the world pretty easy or I can hop over to LA and uh, be in Asia, you know, 14, 16 hours type thing. But um, I think the old Frank Sinatra thing of if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Um, you know, the US is the biggest economy in the world. And if I'm to be a global player, I think that's sort of the the challenge, you know, if you can win here, you can win anywhere type thing. Yeah. So just, just give me an idea of scale and don't be modest here. So 1,200 franchises, what, 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 what's the reach? What's the spread of the company like? Oh, we, we've got about 280,000 customers that we work with around the world. Yeah. Most, the, the majority of them are business owners or, or big corporates where we do training inside those companies. Uh, you know, across Australia, we've got about 40 offices across Australia, you know, so... Keeps us real busy, mate. Keeps us bu- well. Keeps my team busy. I, I sort of, yeah. I, I prefer to be busy with the the kids and enjoying life because, you know, this city, um, you, there's never a, like a, if it's a Tuesday night and you decide to go out, you're like, oh, what do we do tonight? It's like, oh, who's who's playing tonight? Oh, we could go and see Bruno Mars. No, I've seen him a couple <laughs> of times. Who else could we go and see? Like, you know, there's seven Cirque du Soleil shows. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's it's such a and, – and all of the best UFC fights are here. The boxing is here. Like, we're, we're just becoming – in this sporting renaissance, which was essentially led by MGM when they built uh, T-Mobile Arena. Uh, you know, that was that was such a foresight of, of that organisation to do that and to invest the money that now it gives us a world-class hockey and basketball stadium sort of thing. So what will so we're going tomorrow night uh, to mm-hmm. to see the Golden Knights. What are we in for? Mate, probably I've I've had a bunch of mates come with me and they've never they've all sort of looked at it and gone I've never seen anything like this. It's a show. It, the sports is there, but it is a show. The announcers, the in in scene announcers, all of that stuff. There, it's just phenomenal. But also you're up for possibly one of the hardest sports that you'll ever see played. I mean, you, you're talking about. You know, they, they, they shoot these things at 100 mile an hour. They, they, you know, to be a goalie in that, I think you've got to be absolutely crazy. Um, but that's what my 10-year-old son plays goalie for his team. So it's like, dang, you know. Uh, but that's, that's <laughs> the thing. It's, it's a real show. Get there early, experience outside, um, you know, the whole the arena area out front with all the restaurants and bars and everything. It's, it's quite phenomenal. But you also see just a real world-class facility they've got there. The way they've structured it with all the bars and restaurants inside and the, the nightclub up on the top level, the fifth level, Hyde Lounge sort of thing that's, 
it's just crazy just how well they've they do it but you know, you can go to a hockey game anywhere in the world. And I've had a lot of Canadians come down and they go, this isn't hockey like we see back home. This is like, it's yeah. a show. And uh, the DJ is on, everything just goes phenomenal. So, yeah, we, we do love that fact. Even the Raiders football, you know, people come and they say, it's just not, it's just not like this back home. It's very different in that way. What's your favorite night out in Vegas? Oh, probably fight night. Fight night is usually the best night in town. Um, You know, Formula One was phenomenal. Uh, The problem with Formula One here, though, they didn't have the supporting races. They didn't have F2, F3. They didn't have, like, the Porsche Cup or any of that stuff. And I'm not sure they will in future. Just obviously we'll see what what happens. They've got nine more years to perfect it, I guess, and stuff. But, yeah, UFC, UFC fight night, Um, the big big fights when Floyd was fighting – yeah, fight night, I guess, is probably one of the biggest nights. You'll go out for dinner and, uh, and, and go and watch all the fights. And we have a suite at T-Mobile, so we go and uh, hang out right there. And, but then concerts, you know, buddy, we got so many great concerts too in this town. And um, there's one event every year, uh, which is a two-day event, uh, which uh, they put on, I think it's like 14 or 15 bands in there. And, you know, that's that's also another great one. But yeah, not too much can beat fight night in this city. Okay. And I reckon one of the great tests is, are you happy to have your kids grow up in this town? And clearly oh, yeah. you are so ensconced in the community. Yeah, but look, and interestingly enough, it's it's a phenomenally charitable city, like the, the level of charity in this city. In fact, in May, I can, I'm working with the, the Irwins are coming here and uh, uh, we're doing the... Um, Steve Irwin gala here in Vegas at Bellagio. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a phenomenal city and the families here. The one great thing about this city from a family perspective is everybody's moved here. So everyone wants to make friends. You know, when you go to a city where everyone's got their click, like they all grew up there sort of thing. This city, there's a lot of people moving here. So everyone wants to get to know new people and, and get to meet people. I think, yeah, I think that's an important aspect of it. Do, do the locals stray to the casinos at all, Brad? Would we find so we're, we're interested in playing craps, just by the way? But would we find, yep. would we see you around a craps table every now and then, mate? You, you will see locals at local casinos. I mean, when you look at the stations casino, the one that's five minutes from a house here, Red Rock Casino, that was a billion dollar facility. So you know, the, the, there's a million dollar chandelier hanging in the in the front foyer type thing. So we have that all around the valley type thing. So rarely right. will we ever get to the strip and rarely does a west sider go to the east side like Henderson on the other side of town. <laughs> the, nickna- the nickname is Hendertucky because, you know, we, we always think of it that way. But um, so rarely do you cross that strip unless you need to sort of thing. Like I remember we on the opening night uh, of U2 at the Sphere, we went to that and it was like, hang on, that's on the other side of the strip. We really need to plan this sort of thing. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, but, yeah, look, uh, I think that a lot of locals, I mean, there's obviously a lot of professionals uh, in the gaming space here. But once you get too good at it, i got a buddy of mine who can't go into any casino and gamble. Um, he's, he's too good. He beat them all and, and he got, okay, he can play in tournaments uh, and stuff, but I, I never play with him anymore because it's like, dude, I know what's, I know the outcome of playing cards with you. The outcome is I'm done. But most of the locals will go to the local casinos and and take advantage of the um, 
benefits of being a member and doing their gaming there. Brad, as was or was right, we would get along famously. It's lovely to meet you. Thank you very much for sharing an Australian expat story here in Vegas with us. Mate, it's wonderful to be with you guys and look forward to seeing Super Bowl down uh, here in the Strip and uh, seeing you guys telecast it across Aussie. Good on you. Thanks, Brad. Brad Sugars, uh, who's been here since 2005. That's his story and that of his family, what it's like to live in Vegas as an expat Aussie. Terrific stuff.